0: Welcome to the Revolution Church Podcast. Uh, Live and direct holiday weekend it's moments like these when I always realize my glasses are dirty and my pictures aren't straight I tried to straighten out a few of them beforehand but that that uh, Chris Christopherson one doesn't look straight but I think it's at the doors just not straight cuz I kept messing with it and um, Wow a lot of folks showing up um, do you guys see when I when I post up getting ready to go live does it does it let you know that we're we're around Hey, right, should I start preaching with a? The gospel the Gospels making me sweat <laughs> No, okay. Um, oh good. Thank you um, So funny uh, I got this Bible a long time ago in a um, thrift store, and I really love the New Revised Standard Version. And it's like, I don't think this is leather. It says it's genuine leather. Um, And it's a gift Bible for a college, I think. Duke University gift Bible. Um, Oh, well, if you don't get... uh, If you don't get reminders, you can... um, I think you can sign up for a alert, and you put your alerts on. It should alert you, and go bing. But of course, these days I think we're all silent. You know, just a few years ago we were paying for awesome ringtones, and now you barely hear a phone ring. Um, welcome to another wonderful day. It's Revolution. Glad you guys are here. Thanks for joining me. Um. You know, we're gonna, as usual, uh, beat a dead horse. Um, but it's gonna be good, or we're gonna try to make it good. And uh, so last night, this is crazy. So last night, well, there's a couple things happened. A literal dumpster fire at my apartment complex. The dumpster literally was on fire and they had to give us a brand new dumpster. So we have this new, brand new, bright green dumpster. But we literally had a someone just decided to come in and set the dumpster on fire, which, I don't know, maybe it was art. And then last night, I was having a hard time sleeping and literally started to fall asleep around two o'clock. And uh, the repo man decides to come in and get somebody's car. And he's got one of those flatbed trucks and it's beep, 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 when it backs out and we have this little corner, like this little Come back in the back, and you, it doesn't go around, but you think it goes around. I learned that when I moved here the, in the hard, tough way. And um, so, you know, you know, towing this car, it was. Uh, I was like, wow, this is just awful. No one can sleep. So that's that's my my weekly complaint to you all. Um, my kids are been out of town with their mom for two weeks. They get home tonight. I'm so excited uh, about seeing my kiddos. I've missed them so much. It is driving me nuts and uh, trying to keep myself busy. And, you know, the first week we got to do some work on the documentary that we're working on. Man, you guys, this documentary, we've got some really cool people involved at this doc about my mom. I can't really go into it too much, um, but it just keeps getting better. It'll it'll be next year and it'll be somewhere where it'll be easy to find. Um, like probably on one of your cable, cha- not cable channels, but you know, Netflix, whatever, those type of companies, HP, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's just, we've gotten a lot of great people to participate in this. And it's also about my parents and, and I think it'll shed a different light for folks, you know, Kind of getting a first-hand look by people who were there firsthand, and uh, I'm just really excited about it. So we spent the first spent the first week in LA shooting, and 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 working on that stuff, and um, we just keep getting great good people, um, and some family. Uh, so it's just it's it's cool. I, I think it's something that my kids will be able to look at and 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 be proud of. So I'm excited, very excited about that. Um. Keeping me busy there. Um so Yeah, very excited about that. So oh, yeah, I was looking for a Bible verse Can't do two things at once um, So yeah, so that's so that's that's happening. Um, cool cool stuff going down and um, Here we are at uh, the service and uh, Yeah, we're going to talk about what we talk about. And we're going to start in Philippians. And I've got a few thoughts on things um, about what's kind of happening in the world today. Uh, You know, I honestly think like, you know, in some ways there's some great Answers and, and maybe great ways to look in the, at the Bible and, and get some ideas not really answers because I don't really think it's an answer book, but to help us work out problems um, But you know at the same time like Capitalism and party systems and all this was not Something they dealt with at the Bible. It was kind of like um you know, kings and and Caesars and overthrowers and and things like that that came into to the system and and, and ruled the system and and uh, you know uh, took over. <laughs> you know, they were living in literally occupied territory. Ironic. Um, um, so let's look at that just a little bit. Um, in some ways, well. What I'm trying to do here is, you know, you're trying to build a line here, you know, and say, well, what are we, how does this work with what we're going through today? How does, you know, what is there a guide in our religion? Is there a guide in Christianity to help us deal with this and, and, and look at this and, and kind of see things differently? Um, the problem is that so many of us have been, you know, raised in this system and, 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 it, and it's a very binary system you know, two-party system, you know, good and bad and blah, blah, blah. And, and so we get really connected to that system. And that system is set up to, to play us and almost, you know, when you get older, it starts to feel like just the lesser of two evils and it's just, you know, this is what you get and you're gonna like it, you know? So open up wide, here it comes, you know, you got two choices. And when you start to really look at those choices, you start to realize they're really not that different. But now there are some mall things that are different that they use to try to appeal to us and and help, you know. so they they play to the little bases. But what you don't realize is that usually the bases or they're playing to are are louder people and not, you know, not the poor, not the, (laughs) you know, not the, you know, they're they're not those people. and so it becomes a pretty hard game and 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 we all get skin in this game so what i want to say is that i think that these this these this system that we've grown in and this political idea are great for us to use and and try to 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 move and, and and help other people and for us to try to influence but what's happening is we're being influenced by politics and by media so much that we sometimes we're not we're not thinking straight because we don't realize like when you watch these these, these shows, if they're conservative or they' or they're liberal shows, you know, like who is who's paying for the advertisement on here? Who's paying for their shows to be on the air? Who's doing these things? So, so, so we've got to be able to like really step back and go like, oh, you know, I know it sounds like conspiracy theories. Um, but to me, it's not, you know, when you just start to take a a bigger look at this stuff, it starts to get a little frightening. And and, and it's just strange how we will jump on the party train, even when it's different than what, it, what we've been before. And I found that a lot with being mostly Democrat my life, all Democrat my life, is that now it's like, it's not what it was 10, 15, 20 years ago. So I think we need to look at that and go like, are we changing or are we being manipulated to change? Now the problem too here is that we've become really divided and we like to create boogeymans. We like to create us and them. And who are you gonna save me from? Are you gonna, you know, are you gonna save us from crack cocaine? Remember in the 90s and, you know, it was crack. We gotta crack cocaine and, and like Democrats came in and started putting everybody in prison for drug charges. I mean, it was like, what? That's when the, we, I started, you know, realize the big change is happening. Like, this is probably not the best way to get you a know, war on drugs. And it just continued. Like, it started in the, you know, 80s and then went into the 90s. And, and it wasn't Republican or Democrat. They just both were like, we've got somebody to, for people to be afraid of. So poor minority groups, boom, you know. Um, and now it seems like politicians are, are running our country and influencing us to be afraid of each other. And that's what I don't like. That's where I think we're missing it, is where it's now, it's like, we're not afraid of, I mean, we shouldn't have been afraid of, honestly, we should not have been afraid of uh, of poor minorities. That, that was ridiculous, too. Um, but now it's like, the Republican is the bad one, or the Democrat is the bad one. These are the baddies, and so we've gotta be split. I saw uh, a cover shot from The Economist, uh, today. And it was all the different States. It was talking about state rights and it's talked about how our country is like completely divided. And so it had all the blue States, all, all made to look like America, but it had all the blue States on one side reshaped, you know, and then like Florida was California instead. And then it had all the red States over here and it showed the separate line and it boils down to economics in a lot of ways and economic games. So anyway, that's another story. The story here is, as people who are followers of Jesus, and this idea of Christianity, uh, this religion or faith, whatever, you, whatever term you pr- prefer, is, is divided, is completely divided. And the weird thing is is it's not so completely divided by theological differences or, you know, scholarship big scholarship differences. You know, when I was a kid, it was like, the Baptists don't speak in tongues. The Assemblies of God do, and they think each other's evil for it, you know. and uh, Lutherans are kind of catholic light. you know, and, and we're not sure about the Catholics, and we're not sure about the Lutherans either. You know what I mean? It was all this, like, stuff over, like, theological differences, and now it's like we we've united to become, like, it's not about theology. It's about, you know, you know, are you progressive or are you conservative? You know, and those two groups seem to cover a whole lot of people. Like, you know, progressives are like, oh, I'm deconstructing. And the conservative like, no, don't deconstruct. Oh my God, what's going to happen? You know, and everybody's fighting, you know. And then a lot of times the deconstruction is just like, this means I don't believe in God anymore. And it's Not even deconstruction is even deconstruction anymore, which was really weird. Because like, if you want really good deconstruction, scholarship, scholarship is the way to go if you want to do uh, biblical deconstruction but really deconstruction is something else uh, where it's taking words apart but that's a whole nother story it's a little too little of a faith uh, of an idea for me right now but so you've got all this stuff going on we've got these two the two of us and what's great is is hopefully you know by the people who listen to this and watch this you know we uh, all have different belief systems on these ideas um, and so, you know, I'm always talking about, you know, scapegoating and being divided. And so when our president comes out and says, you know, these people, you've got to be afraid of these people. These people are dangerous. You know, there's a part of me that's like, yeah, you know, oh, right. And then there's a part of me that goes like, wait, no, I, I know conservatives who who did like Donald Trump, who aren't crazy and aren't insane and aren't awful people. Um, and there's nuances there. <laughs> I don't un- necessarily understand why, but I know these people. I, and I know some who are completely crazy. I also know that on the left side. So the point is, is like, you know, now the enemy is it's this group or it's a portion of this group. And we keep creating this enemy that keeps dividing us to points where we can't talk because we're told those people are dangerous, those people are sick, you know, and it's like, it's politicians, and I will say this, I really do firmly believe in the United States, politics has completely taken over priority than anybody's faith and religion. You know, it's almost everybody, when I want to find out what they believe, what their system of belief is, is no longer what their denomination is, no longer what the nuances of, of, of theology is, it's are you progressive or conservative. So it's almost like this political realm of like who's in and who's out. And uh, there's some people who walked the line. I think um, Shane Claiborne, I think he's always walked some, some middle line and that's always been really interesting to, to, to watch. Um but i think uh our faith if you think the christian right like in the 80s uh the middle majority grabbed christianity and and did it and then screwed it up well now we've all grabbed it and now we've all said that our god is politics our god is you know politicians and these are the people who who and they're and they don't work for us I, i'm sorry if i'm getting to but, but and i think across the board not republican or, or democrat I mean, these people are big pharma, big industry, big war machines, big thing, you know, insider trading. Like you go and you become a, you know, a representative or something and all of a sudden you have a lot of money and you're like, oh yeah, I think healthcare for everyone is the way to go. And then you're going, oh, you know, I've second thoughts on that healthcare thing. I think maybe everybody should have their own choice. And you're going like, well, you just got a huge donation from these people. And I've seen this happen over and over again, where money dictates what our leaders are doing. And I get it. I mean, if I was in the same position of being like a senator and and that group came up and said, well, we can't give everybody insurance, but we can make sure that everybody you love is always taken care of. You go like, hmm, is it easy for me to just shut off everybody else in the world if all the people I love are taken care of? You know, well, okay. (laughs) You know, I mean... None of us are always in that, have been in that, not a lot of us have been in that situation. So you can see how that would be tempting to throw the rest of America or the rest of the country, the rest of the people, well, it's just healthcare and they'll, they'll do okay. I mean, healthcare is so horrible in this country. I have health insurance and I'll go to a doctor, see a doctor, I went to an eye doctor, they made an appointment and they needed to make another appointment to see something else about my eyes and they go, oh wait, this one's more medical, this one is an eye, and this insurance doesn't cover the same place. We, your insurance doesn't cover this part, so I have to go somewhere else. So they have to go. Well, we don't know a doctor who has that insurance, but we know a single guy who has this insurance, you can go see that person. You know. So then I went to the doctors uh, to get some checkups and I had high blood pressure. And you know, put me on blood pressure pills, did all this stuff, sent out all, the, all my blood work and stuff. Then I get a bill separate from the people who did the blood work saying, "Well, they don't we don't cover the same insurance." I'm going like, "This is one doctor's office and they sent it off to another place and you're saying I have to you know, I'm having to take care of that right now." Point is, it's a mess. Even when you choose your own, it is a mess. It is tough and, you know, people are going through hell. Yesterday on I was in the grocery store. Um I w- I saw this guy, you know, who you must frequent the grocery store a lot because he's talking to this woman who works there. And he goes, Oh, Hey honey, how are you doing? And She's just like, you know, I'm having a really rough time and it, it just is what it is. And she sounded so defeated and she sounds so hurt. And I kept thinking of ways like, is there some way I could go up and like, it's going to be okay. But I didn't want to seem like some weird stranger just baiting into her life. Um, but it was sad, you know, and I was sitting there thinking, like, how many of us are just, like, barely holding on to life, you know, suffering through all this stuff, and then, you know, our leaders are constantly trying to just divide us even more, and the media plays a huge part in it, and we just buy it hook, line, and sinker. Our pastors play a big part of it. Our churches play a big part of it. They buy it hook, line, and sinker, and all of a sudden, Christianity, you don't recognize it anymore. And it's failed. And there's a reason people are deconstructing it and the deconstruction is usually landing in like, I don't want anything to do with this shit, is because so much of it's crap. You know, so much of it's crap. Even some of the stuff that we've held for hundreds of years as as truth is just not biblical truth. It's not theological truth. You know, it's just something that we've all accepted. And since the majority thinks it, we go with it. But that's not how Christianity traditionally worked in the sense when it began and when it continued through Paul and for the first 400 years, it was something that literally kicked against the pricks. It kicked against the power. It kicked against these people, you know, and, um, so I think we've got to just start asking ourselves sometimes, too, is like, am I being manipulated? Am I being appeased for a bottom line? For the bottom line of, of, of someone's finances. Like we talked about last week, like, you know, the prodigal son. Like it started to boil down to like everybody wants, what do I get? What's the, you know, do I get the money? Do I get this? Well, what about me? What about, you know, and so we get into that. So I'm going to look at this. Philippians uh, 2, 1. If there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from the love, any sharing in the Spirit, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being a full of accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look Not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who though was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born of a human likeness, and being found in a human form, and humbled himself, and became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross." Um, therefore God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name so that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bend, heaven on earth, under earth, every uh, tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, the glory of our Father. Now what I'm going to do, what we're looking at here is this idea, but you know, please be of one mind. Please put others above you. You know, when we start legislating when we start to legislate our 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 convictions, our religious convictions, um, it can get tricky. Now, I believe in full protection of minorities, and, and and I believe we have to do that. I don't think majorities can vote on minority minorities' rights. I think that's not doesn't it doesn't work that way. And there's the problem with the system when that happens. Um. But you know it's not about faith anymore. It's not about loving people. It's not about being equal. It's about what side you want, you know? And and to me, you know, it says be of one mind, one of cord, be like Christ, don't hold on to yourself, don't demand your own way. And when we have like these mean preachers, these mean religious people, we're just mean as hell to each other. Like I, I watch my Facebook, my personal Facebook, I have a private Facebook for family and stuff, for pictures and stuff. And I watch my conservative friends and my liberal friends and it's like watching everything they post and it's like night and day. You know, black and, you know, like, this guy's insane. This guy's going through hell. We got to pray for him. This is that. And it's just back and forth. When I was a child, you were, you know, blah, 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 you know, no, no, no. You know, it's all this like noise of arguing these weird things about like how bad one guy is or how good one guy is. And, you know, how better it was, you know, in my day, or how great it is, you know, that we've got to be more, and it's just, these are, and they're not having arguments, they're just stating things, and they're drawing, we're drawing lines in the sand, saying this is who we are, this is who I am. And what I found is, is like for this idea to, to really go this idea and to put others above yourselves and to be patient with others and to love your neighbor as yourself and to love your enemy as yourself, it gets so difficult now because you want to give your enemies or those who you don't agree with the benefit of the doubt and then you give them the benefit of the doubt and then your own community says, you can't do that. Oh, have you been red-pilled? I mean, I don't know how many times people ask asked me if I've been red-pilled like, no, I haven't been red-pilled. I took a red and a blue pill, basically. Took them both and stood back and watched and said, oh, my God, they're both full of shit. You know, and now they're dictating who we are and what we do and how we treat each other. You know, I mean, like, when did you think, like, a major city in America would not have proper drinking water? Under Democrats. Okay? For all the people who are like, I'm a bleeding-heart liberal. We could never let anybody. I mean, this is what's happening in this country. You know, so to think that one side is better than the other or when Democrats are going like, we got to go to war, we got to fight, you know, and we're getting behind wars and we're, you know, I thought we were peaceful, you know. So, so it's hard to find, so for me, it's hard for me to have conversations with folks and to to, to find equal ground when I'm trying to find equal ground with people I don't agree with. And then the people who do say, well, we're on the same side, you know, we're one. All of a sudden go like, hey, what are you thinking? Are you starting to think like your dad? Are you, and you're going like, well, no, I'm having a conversation. You know, like, get off my back. I, I don't like these rules. I don't like these rules that we continue to make up. Like, I don't like these ideas. I don't like this, like, you know, judging some person's whole personality based on one or two things that they don't agree with. Like, we don't have room for disagreeing, much less disagreeing well. Who's in and who's out? I've watched it. You know, I've watched it. And it's tough. Is there an easy answer? Well, no. I mean, because the answer really is, 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 is as people, we have to be leaders. As people... We have to have these tough conversations. When someone comes to us and says, "Who oh, have you been red-pilled? You go, no, I don't care about that red or blue thing. What I care about is us being humans and talking to each other and finding out what the ultimate problem is here. Like, what's the bigger picture? What's the deeper issue here? Why do we keep doing the same thing over and over and over again to each other? You know, world, I've not seen any party save the day. I've seen them do some great things. I've seen both parties do cool things. You know, to and help people. And when they help people, they're doing the right thing, but then all of a sudden, you know, campaign financing goes a little nuts, you know? Anyway. I I just say all this cuz I think that's what's we've been pulled away. That we've forgotten the we've forgotten the the story, you know? And it was bad enough when we were letting like, you know, neo-Calvinism versus everybody else crap go on you know it's bad enough when we're arguing to the point of you're going to hell and I'm going to heaven because I have the right theology because I figured out what the magic book says you know I mean that's crap that's pretty shitty too you know but it's just this constant going back to this binary and not having any areas for contradiction and contradiction is something that's going to always be there and that we all carry within us And we've been told that it's this horrible, awful thing, and there can be no contradictions, you know, and that we must have this, you know, wonderful little, you know, balance of things. But the problem is, if you have this wonderful little balance, you're gonna have good and you're gonna have evil, and these two, we're always gonna be fighting each other. And I think you'll find out that it's never that simple. And if you rely just on the media or just on the few people in your family, like, oh, my, just my family members, those are the only, those, they represent the whole party that I don't like, you know what I mean? It's like, so then you go like, well then, I mean, family members are hard to get along with anyway, but how many other people out of your, or do you just live in your own bubble, in your own system, judging people who aren't in your bubble and aren't thinking your way well away in their own system? And, you know, and then just being like, well, you know, and now we're all afraid to speak up, so we just stay silent. And I just, I'm damn tired of it, you know? I think it's our job to speak. All right, so we'll go on. We read that. What does it say in uh, Corinthians? Sorry folks, I I got a lot of energy today. I'm just, I'm excited about seeing my kids. And this stuff is driving me insane. It is driving me nuts. You know, and, and it's like we don't remember history. We don't, you know, and we're not teaching our young folks like church history and things like that so they understand where we've come from and what we've done, you know, and it's like, so we're all arguing these things and we're going like, wait, no, but we need to talk about like, this is, this is what happened before. This is what's going on now, you know? It's like, I don't know, it's, I mean, I definitely feel like Christianity has failed religion at this point as far as what I understand the concept of grace to be, and then what I see it now happening in the church. So if I'm too harsh, you know, people just always say, like, oh, Jay, you're so angry. You're just so angry, you know? And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm kind of angry, you know? Well, you gotta get over what your parents said. Well, okay, now it's not about my parents, you know? Now it's about, like, what I'm watching my political friends going through, what I'm watching people in my neighborhood going through, when they're getting their cars repoed in the middle of the night, you know, because they can't pay, afford to pay their bills. You know, and when, you know, some of my uh, neighbors, I have a very diverse group of people in my neighborhood, you know, some of them are, a lot of them are minorities and a lot of them vote differently than I do. You know, we, we have different, but we're in this together. We're in this together. And I'm going like, how do we live well and have good communication and not tear each other apart over politics? Over this issue, you know, I loved the way that Dr. King, and I think a lot of people took what Dr. King did and then just went to the nth degree. But what I loved to have Dr. King came, and he he spoke against Vietnam when it was going to cost him everything and cost him his political influence. You know, so he knew political influence was important. He knew being with politicians was important. But here wasn't a guy who was towing a line. Eventually, he had to speak out against. Vietnam, and it cost him a lot, cost him his popularity. I think his popularity was at its lowest when he was assassinated. You know, so, so he had to speak truth to power. And I think the truth isn't going like, you know, we've got to get rid of abortion or, you know, we've got to do more for my LGBTQ people. It's going, hey, we know you're manipulating us and you got to stop. We know that you're, getting, you're in on it. You're getting paid to do this. We know that the this this system doesn't work. We need new laws. We need new rules. We need new things to change. And that's my political part. But Christian part, the Jesus part, the following Jesus part is we need to be compassionate with each other. We need to sit down and have these tough conversations. And everybody, I, keep, I see all of these comments. I mean, well, it's a lot harder than you say. I don't know if I can do it. Well, that's the point. That's why I'm saying they're tough. Hard conversations, tough conversations. Argue well. It's still arguing, but we do it well and we do it out of respect and we do it with the hope that love is a force capable of turning an enemy into a friend and that's what Dr. King said. And I believe Gandhi said something as well to that gist. So yes, it is tough. Everything is tough. This is the taking up your cross. This is the narrow road you know? So it's like, if I have to be like, I've already been canceled by the conservatives when I, when I took a stand a long time ago. And now, you know, if my, 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 progressive friends have to cancel me because I'm loving my conservative friends, well then so be it. You know, I'm not doing great right now anyway, (laughs) you know? If I'm not in bed by nine, my mind starts race and I start to have these really depressing thoughts and I get really worried and I get really scared about the future and things like that. And I share that with you because I just don't think I remember ever having anybody in leadership share that with me as I hear people share that kind of stuff with me and I get like, yeah, depression gets to me. Bad negative thoughts get to me. Uh, Feeling desperate, feeling like there's no hope left in this world, you know, get to me. Um, Wondering, you know, What's the next move? What am I going to do for my, the rest of my life? How am I going to make, you know, these things haunt. You know, I think they haunt us all. Um, uh, you know, an example is like I talked to some family this week who I hadn't talked to in 30 some odd years probably. And um, unfortunately, being introverted and then my family, how they were, they were so protected so many years and, and just pulled back. I don't know why we weren't more outside or you know more with our our cousins and uncles and nephews and nieces and stuff but you know i talked to them and i follow a lot of them on online and they're conservatives you know what and talking to them it was like talking to the easy was talking to one of my relatives was one of the easiest things i've done and so loving so graceful i felt loved i felt hoped i felt connected because you know i haven't talked to my dad in like two years it felt good to be connected to someone who was connected to a relative to blood (laughs) and who was just loving and caring and wonderful. And to talk about my kids in a wonderful, loving, awesome way, you know? I I didn't realize that my grandmother's middle name is Minnie. My daughter is Minnie. So, and that makes my heart leap. But if I have this thing of where I have to argue every time I see something online I don't agree with, especially if it's somebody I care about or love, uh, how are we ever gonna have a conversation? And how are we going to have a conversation about important things? Kids and life and living and making it day by day. You know? Um, And if they know where I stand, I know where they stand. You know? Anyway. The Bible doesn't make room for us to cut each other out. It literally calls us to unity. It calls us to love our neighbors. And then it tells us our neighbors are also our enemies. I mean, honestly, like... If that should be enough deconstruction for you right there, just throw it out. Like if you don't want to do any of that shit, just take it, throw it out, live a life, live a good life, do your thing. But that's the road you're going down. If you really think you're going to be a follower of Christ and Christianity and all that stuff, then you're going to go down this road that loves Pharisees and loves prostitutes and tax collectors and, and you know, and all these people who are enemies, and you're going to love your enemies enemies and your enemies will become your enemies your friends will become your enemies everybody will get mad because you're loving the wrong people and that's what jesus did and that's why they killed jesus because jesus did not hang out with the right people <laughs> he was causing a lot of trouble he was not seen as sinless he was seen as sinful for the people he spent time with and ate dinner with he was seen as unclean he was known as a drunkard and the worst type of person and he kept the worst kind of company and no matter what your company was he was, he was keeping bad company. So, like, if they saw him, Jesus with the Pharisees, which sometimes Jesus would sit down and talk to the Pharisees, I'm sure the other folks, the notorious sinners, got freaked out. And the notorious, you know, everybody got freaked out. But this is the road that's asking us to take. I don't know why, growing up, they didn't say, like, oh, we've got to love everybody, and that's the hard part. That would have been enough for me. I didn't have to hear, like, Smurfs or Satanic, and, you know, another one bites the dust, says it's fun to smoke marijuana backwards. Um, I heard a rock musician recently say, he's like, he's like, man, we could barely write the music forward, much less backward. You know, he's like, all these people have heard these messages and he's like, man, I got, I have no idea how that happened. Um, it's the power of Satan, brother. Um, sorry, I'm on, a, I'm on a roll today. First Corinthians. Is it first Corinthians? I think it is. One. Thirteen. Is it one? Oh yeah, 13. Okay, sorry guys, I was all the way over here. I'm preaching today. I'm preaching. Um, and it's funny because like I went from hearing like, you know, these groups are, you know, this is satanic, smurfs or satanic, satanic panic, backward masking to like in high school, like asking my mom if I could borrow her eyeliner to go to the goth club, you know, and be cool. So, you know, there you go. Um, 10, where are you, 10? There you are. So, in 1 Corinthians uh, 1, 10 through 7, it says, did I say 10 10 through 17? Sorry, forgive me. Um, Now, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you be in agreement and that there be no division amongst you, but that you be united in the same mind and in the same purpose. Now, I will honestly say we got a way to go before the same mind thing happens and probably purpose as well. But what if we made the purpose bigger? What if they made the purpose is that our purpose is to show grace and love people well. Live well, love well, live in grace. I mean, I mean, so if that was a bigger picture, we might be able to do that. Um, good luck with that. I like that because that's what I used to, someone just wrote good luck with that. I, I used to also sometimes end my talks with that when I was really down. I'm like, and that's the word of the Lord. Good luck with that. Um, <laughs> I have to believe it works, man. It's like, I, I keep getting hammered and punched by all these, all this, by all these critics and all these people, you know, and, and I've been in it with the best of them. And I got to believe, like, i just keep talking. I mean, I'll either keep talking until I'm just like, you know, working at Fred Meyers down the street, and then I'll just be talking to my coworker. And then Jesus said, "Them like, oh, stay away from the crazy Jesus Jay guy. Um, I'm like, the drunk with that. You know? <laughs> so, but that you unite in the same mind and the same purpose for it has been reported to me and, uh, by Sholos, people, that there are quarrels among you, my brothers and sisters. What I mean is that each of you say, I belong to Paul. Or I belong to Paulos. Or I belong to Cephas. Or I belong to Christ. Has Christ been divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except Chris, Puss, and Gaius, so that no one can say that they were baptized in my name. Now, you hear this like Paul is going like, you guys are saying, and this is what happens. And yeah, I'm a Pauline Christian. I really like Paul. I think Paul's got a bad rap, and I think more people should write, read Paul because I think there would be more. Um, I think people should also be educated on what's Paul and what's not Paul, because um, I think there would be more grace around. Um, so here's the concept: is that Paul is saying some of you are saying, "Well, I, I, I'm, you know, my, I follow Paul. You know, I'm a follower of Paul. I'm a Paul Christian, or I'm a Cephas Christian, or I'm a Peter Christian, or I'm a James Christian, or I'm just a red letter Christian, or." And Paul's going like, did they, when did we get separate? Did these people, and and he's basically saying Christ is the answer. He's saying, don't look at me, look at Jesus, look at this idea, and we're going to look at Jesus this next, in just a second. We're going to look at what Jesus has to say about all this as well. Um, But now we have people saying, well, I'm a conservative Christian. And we have conservative values. Well, I'm a progressive Christian. And I think once we start putting something in front of Christian, it's a good sign that we're putting something in front of Christian, in front of Christianity, in front of our faith. We're going, my politics are more important than this. And really, I follow this and, with, and I influence what this, you know, when it works with me. I mean, that's what we're saying. When it works here for this, it's good. So when the politics work for my Christianity, so and that's what we've done. We've come these like political, politicized Christians that just want to Fight each other all day long, and it is so boring, it is so ridiculous, it is so sad, and it is so the end of Christianity. You know? I mean, it's just we're at war, we're a kingdom divided, everything that we is told us we're not to do, we do. You know? And so now it's like, well, I'm a Caesar Christian, or I'm a Trump Christian, or I'm a Biden Christian, or I'm a, you know. I mean, I have my own politics, I get it. They're important, you know. Unfortunately, the politicians are failing us. So there's gotta be another way, and my guess and my hope and my pitch is not to get you to heaven, but to help be a little more like heaven here on earth. <laughs> it's to get you to live before you die in a way that's not dictated or caused suffering by politics or, or your family's not torn apart by politics it used to be families were torn apart old-fashioned in my day we were torn apart by christianity those were the days um now we can have our christianity and our politics too you know it's like so this is my question to you you know do you really believe in this unity stuff or you just believe like well i just like some of the stuff jesus said and some of the stuff paul said you know I just like this and over there and this over that, you know? So, and it's okay to be a cherry picker. I actually think Paul and Jesus both cherry pick at times when they go through verses. You see the, oh, I skipped that one. That's weird. Um, but let's look at what Jesus has to say about this. And I appreciate all of you who have held on through this talk because it's already like 44 minutes in. We're almost done. Um, we'll go to John. Not, not my favorite gospel, but it's okay. Um, we're going to go to John 13, 34. And this is Jesus. This is Jesus talking to his disciples right before he's about to just be killed. This is, and so Jesus is at the Last Supper. He's having a conversation with his disciples. And Jesus decides to say, like, okay, what have I got to leave these, these, these fellas? What are the, what are I going to leave these folks with? You know, I got to nail them with some hard truth. Maybe I'm going to give them the secret, the secret. Here's the secret. I'm going to give them the secret verse, the secret handshake, how people will, you know, they used to draw, they said the fish came from people, one drawing half side of the fish and then another person would come up and draw the other side of the fish, you know, know that they were Christians so they weren't killed by Romans. Not sure if that's true, but I like it. Um... But but Jesus goes, listen guys, here's the secret handshake. This is how you're going to know who's in, who's practicing the Jesus thing, who's following me. And this is how other people will also know who you are. You know, uh, listen, so hear this out. This, this is it, man. This is the key. This is the key. What Jesus says, this is how People will know you're one of my folks. This is it. This is the secret handshake. Are you guys ready? So Jesus says, I'm going to give you a new commandment. You know, you being with Jesus. And then Jesus is like, because Jesus already said, like, you've heard an eye for an eye. But I say, if you hate your neighbor, you've committed murder. You know what I'm going to like, Well, lust, the whole lust thing, I don't like that. You know, what are you talking about, Jesus? Um, you know, Jesus kind of changes things up a little bit. Um, And now he's going to give them a new commandment. And they don't realize that, because I don't think they were all like realizing like, oh, Jesus is going to be dead in a couple days. I mean, maybe Judas was like, oh, (laughs) I better write this one down. Um, But things are about to get bad. Jesus could tell what was going on in the world. And he goes, here, I'm going to give you guys, this is is a new command. And this is how people will know you're mine. That you love one another. just Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By, every, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. That was Jesus' new commandment, which wasn't new at all, which would have been kind of disappointing. And um, <laughs> I thought we were gonna get like some new thing, but you, this love thing, you keep hammering me with this love thing. And then Paul takes that even further and says, yeah, and that means Gentiles and this and that. And so Paul builds on that message and continues to be more inclusive in the biblical Bible, especially in the New Testament, moves to be more inclusive as we go through Christianity. And so Christianity, I believe, is always supposed to be including the other, including the other, including the other, showing grace, showing mercy, showing love, loving your neighbor as yourself, loving your enemy, because also then you start to realize that, oh, man, we all need grace. We all... Need this this idea. We all god life is tough. Life is too hard for me to freaking hate somebody because of a reality star or because of a politician. Like these guys are not the best people in the world to freaking base my life on. These parties are not the best systems in the world to base my life on. What I'm gonna base my life on is community on people. Now I'm not saying like community like we're all hanging out in a room and we're having a party. What I'm saying is, is that I'm going to try to see all humanity worthy of love, even those I disagree with harshly, even my enemies. Like that's when Dr. King would say, "My enemies are victims as well. They are victims of misinformation." You know, and he was able to see that and word it in a way that where he was able to even love his enemies and see I've got to set them free as well as my people who are being marginalized and being discriminated against and and fighting racism. But the only other way to fight racism is to to, to let these racists see their humanity and see that they're in the wrong. But they have to realize, you know, I have to love them and be patient with them and sit down and have conversations with them to teach them well. Dr. King, when Dr. King was shot, uh, it was said that, you know, I wish I could remember who it was. It was somebody really cool said, you know, um, that, that the white community lost one of its greatest advocates, one of its greatest allies, because he cared enough to say, hey, I love you as well, and you need to change what you're doing here is wrong. Um, right? It gets deep. It's not easy. It's not easy. I'm not telling you it's easy. So Jesus gives us the new commandment to love each other. Now, that's how they'll know you belong to me. And so I saw a few weeks ago, and I think I shared this with you, is this tweet that said, I don't know any non-Christian who looks at Christians and says, oh, yeah, I always know Christians because they love each other or because they're so loving. Nobody looks at Christians that way. I'm actually more afraid of Christians than I am of non-Christians. I've had friends who stopped being Christians and I thought, wow, they became better people now that they're not Christians anymore. They've become kinder, more loving. They've become more Christ-like than they ever were in their life before, you know, because they were tied up to American, traditional, evangelical, conservative, legalistic Christianity, you know. Sorry, conservatives, I didn't mean to get you there. Because now some of the liberal Christianity is kind of getting so like, Ugh, I can't stand it either because it's becoming that in and out as well. And that's the problem is when we have these ins and outs and us and thems and who and stuff, we're not being known for our love for one another. We're being known by who's in our group and who's not. And I think the whole idea of being a cool Christian has gone way too far. And I know you look at me, I'm covered in tattoos and all that crap and I never grew up, whatever. But the idea is, is it's gone too far. Hey, man, I'm cool, we're cool, yeah, I'm with you, yeah, yeah, oh, no, screw those guys. You know, it's like, how far are we going to go? You know, how many people do we have to, to reject and turn away and hate and cancel? This, these are not Christian principles. I'm just telling you like it is. I'm a lifelong Democrat. I am a liberal. I'm more left than Democrats. I'm very left, okay? The things I believe... Would make some of your your toes curl. You would not. Some of you would just be. I'm never listening to him again. He's crazy. All right. But we're not known for our our love and our grace. And when my parents had early in their days, one of the things I always could look back and admire my parents in the 80s. uh, Besides the fundraising thing, which the money thing that was uh, wayward. But my mom's message was always, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Most simple message, Jesus loves you. And you know what she did? She just hung out with people. She just hung out with people all the time. She just loved people. She loved people she didn't agree with. I mean, it's really amazing. People would come and yell at her, and she would love them back, you know? And so I had this great example in my mother of a very Christ-like person, of someone who was like, we need this, we need somebody who can, you know, go in, and and relate to conservatives and relate to, you know, progressives and just love each other, you know, and 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 she would tell you the truth. She would tell you where she's at. Honestly, I don't even know if she could like how well she would be accepted now, because I feel like so many people have drawn lines in the sand that I don't know if people would, you know, they would say, well, if you don't say this, then you're not with us, you know? Or you said this, so you're not with us. You know, there was no room for nuance or no room for like, well, they grew up in a different time or none of that. There's not that, that doesn't exist anymore. But back when my mom died 15 years ago, there was that. I mean, you know, she never was pro-gay marriage, you know? but she was more loved by the LGBTQ community, the gay community than anybody, any community. I mean, they loved her so much, you know, and she loved them. And it wasn't about like theology. It was just about love. And so now I know that my mom was a Christian because she loved people so much, because she loved conservative people. She didn't care who, she just loved people. I got a, I got a message yesterday from somebody who was like, this is really out of the blue, but you used to come into a restaurant in Atlanta and your, mo- your mom came in with you once and she was so sweet and so genuine and so sensitive and so loving and so caring and I just wanted to let you know that left a, uh, left a, a mark on me. You know? Now this person wasn't, I don't know what their belief system is, I don't know, but they were just, they were, were waitress. a wait- she was a waitress at the time and just decided like, I want to tell you how much that meant to me. like To me, that's like, okay, well, maybe that's maybe that's what Christianity is. You know? I know a pastor who recently passed away, and I remember thinking when he passed away, he was like, you know, I don't know everything he believed, but he always showed me a lot of love and respect. He was always really quite kind to me. When most people weren't, with the crew he ran with. And, and, and it was just this idea of like, there was something about that love that drew me in and that made me want to be a part of that. Yeah, you know, it was really something beautiful. Um, and it didn't matter. I wasn't thinking about what his politics were, what he, if he was affirming or not affirming or anything like that. Um, maybe if we ever got to sit down, we could have had those conversations, but I also knew that there was someone I could have those conversations with, you know? And uh, so that's interesting. Um, I'm going to wrap this thing up. I'm going to... Uh, with one of my favorite uh, scriptures, and unfortunately it needs to be read until we get it. Um, and I want to say, like, I was thinking about that, uh, one of the things I wanted to say before I read this was, I was thinking about how we all hate that idea of love the sinner, hate the sin, you know, like, um, like, you know, love the sinner, hate the sin, and we're like, oh, no, no, you know, those two get mixed up, right, you know, so we don't do that, you know, and, um. But we, can't even, we don't even love other Christians because of their politics or because of their theology or because of their this, you know. If we love people, I do believe we'll try to help them see the truth. I do believe that we'll try to... And that's where the hard conversations come in. That's where the tough conversations is, is when we don't go straight to war and cancel each other out. But that's where we have the hard conversations. That's where nonviolence comes in. I believe, you know, uh, the principles of nonviolence. If you, you know, there's some great books on nonviolence. I'll try to recommend them next week if I can remember. Um. So Galatians four, or actually Galatians five. Uh, 14 15 for the whole law is summed up in a single commandment you shall love your neighbor as yourself this is the apostle paul to the to a very split divided community so he says you shall love your neighbor as yourself if however you bite and devour one another take care that you are not consumed by one another and i believe we've become consumed I'm so consumed that this is all I can talk about is like how do we just learn to treat each other with respect and love and grace. Like that, I, I, that's the only place I wanna go right now. You know, and so you probably come back here every week and go, oh, the same old damn thing about arguing well and listening well, because you gotta to listen too. You know, listen to what they think about you. There might be one or two things in there that they go, okay, I can work on that. But those other things, that's who I am, you know. You know, we can have those conversations. So I believe, like the message of grace, that the message of disagreeing well and community and being of one and loving each other is valuable and so important that it cannot be talked about enough. And I think this is the only way we speak truth to power and that we realize is that the politics, we don't go right or left. We just go the political system has, has taken us away from that, has, has helped, we've lost our focus. And um, that crumbs from the table aren't gonna get us to hate the other group. You know, there's bigger problems. You know, I mean, there's American city right now that does not have clean drinking water. Like they're told to literally shower with their mouth closed, okay? There's problems in this world There's giant floods happening and people dying and people going through hell and back. So it's time to have a perspective. It's time to step back, look at the bigger picture, and go, how do I love like Tammy Faye now? You know what my mom would have done when she, that woman said at the grocery store that I saw that was like, "Oh, I'm just, it is what it is. She was, I think my mom would have gone over and hugged her and loved her. Now I can't do that, I don't think, because I'm like this hedgerow, white, tattooed male. Oh, let me hug you. (laughs) But she was able to do that. And I think more people need that kind of love. And I think it's not beware of biting and devouring one another. We've been bitten and we've devoured one another. And I beg of you, all who hear this, to stop and to help others stop and encourage others to stop doing that. It's just so easy now to like kick a type of Religion or politics you don't like and just kick it and say oh, it's all bullshit and make fun of it You know and not realize that maybe there was originally a reason behind it or a purpose or that this person fell into this or this happened You know not looking at any of the details, you know, because then we just we're not human anymore you know We're just you know like Sports like a sports team like wrestlers or something, you know Anyhow I hope, we get, I hope you got it. I hope we can love each other. And um, I'll keep climbing this mountain as long as I can. If you like what you hear, Revolution needs your support. No, we don't have a church building right now, but we do have bills. We did lose. We have lost some. I keep talking about the lost donor. It was, it was a good donor. That's why. Revolutionchurch.com. Donations at the top. We put it at the top because we need donations and we're working to better ways to figure out, better ways to communicate with you guys and be here. Um, I don't know if that's gonna be like setting up an actual place to do this at. Um, Right now this has been really great for me because I'm able to work on my documentary. And the thing about my mom, I'm able to be a dad and I'm able to do these things. I'm also able to read books and study and think about this stuff and, and bring it to you guys. So if you like what you see and you'd like to see more of it, please go to revolutionchurch.com and support us financially. If you can't support us financially, I also get that. Um, but you can support us by following our YouTube channel, you know, putting on the you know putting on the little bell, that dings when, when you turn it on and sharing it with people. You guys, I think one or two of you share it on Instagram, seriously. Two of you share it on Instagram, and I know there's more than two of you. I can see there's 14 people here right now. <laughs> and one, I think one person sometimes now shares it on Twitter. And on Facebook, it's like, I get one like. I put up a talk, I get one like. Like, we to get this message out, share it with others. Please, let people know you like it. That is one way you can help without finances. If you say, hey, I just wanna help out, there's a way. You wanna help? Retweet. Put it up on your Instagram stories. Let people know what we're doing and um, appreciate it. We love you guys. We're going to do this. We're going to continue to move forward and do the best we can to show love and grace, live life well, and love others. See ya. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. To make your 100% tax-deductible donation today, please visit revolutionchurch.com slash donate. You can also learn more by clicking the donate section on the website.